Do you have a sister friend who you can talk to about your imperfections, vulnerabilities, uncensored truths, journeys, and victories? Welcome to The Lounge. Our experiences coupled with scriptural truths continues to mold us and shift our paradigms. The vision is to help us all lead the best lives God proposed for each individual. We hope our stories, our conversations, and that of others allows you to view life from another lens, regardless of your season. Come on in, sisters. Let's talk. Hi, sisters. Welcome again to a power-packed episode on Sisters Let's Talk. Um, I, I, you just have to listen to hear everything that is in this power-packed episode. We did bring some of our beloved guests back um, to talk about fatherhood. We're celebrating Father's Day and we just thought it would be beautiful to bring some of these dynamic ladies that we've heard previously on the show on previous episodes i think they were on the mothers when we're talking about mother's day so we did have we do have um miss jereen um she's back there with the wowza um, episode so you have to go back and listen to her and we do have estella yep she was back there then talking about past episodes and we have michelle that talked about um if she was part of the mother's day episode too so um welcome again my dear guest to the sister let's talk podcast and obviously you have your host welcome everyone back to the sisters let's talk podcast lounge um today we are excited because we're doing something special we have some guests that we are gonna talk to this episode is going to be celebrating the the upcoming father's day so we are excited. It's going to be, um, I don't know. We don't know what we're going to get, but we wanted to talk about um, a few things to commemorate the Father's Day. So when we were discussing about the topic, Father's Day, everyone knows it's Father's Day. We celebrate fathers. But we wanted also to just address some things that, we don't always address. So I'm just going to say it outright that as, first of all, I was thinking how, when was the first time I started celebrating Father's Day? Because I don't think as Africans, we used to celebrate Father's Day. Maybe now we do. But back in the day, the most, the one I can remember is Valentine's Day, that it was universal. Everyone knew it was Valentine's Day. No, Father's Day, Mother's Day. So now that we're all, on the other side, um, <laughs> we are celebrating Father's <laughs> Day. 
Um, so that's one. But what we wanted to talk about, I think, encompasses a lot of things. It's about relationships. So our season, second season, is about relationships. And we wanted to talk about, uh, we talked about Mother's Day and our relationship with our mothers. And so now it's about Father's Day and our relationship with our fathers. Um, we don't want, it's not about bashing fathers, Is not, we want to celebrate dads, we have fathers that are really good, very good fathers, but we also want to talk about the untouchable, which our culture is good, it's, it, we, that's, we, we, we're good with that, we don't, there's certain things we don't talk about, we just move on, we, we just move past it. To an extent, there are some good things about it because I think um, it may, we are resilient. We don't dwell on certain things mm-hmm. uh, for too long. We are able to, oh, this is just a stepping stone and we move on. We do better. We get better. But at the same time, it is also a thing in the culture where we don't talk about things. Um, we don't address things that needs to be addressed. So you find there will, there will I, I call it a break in transmission. At some point in your life, there will be a break in transmission. Then you're there because it was never talked about. You may not know what to do with it. You may not know how to deal with it. And it will always keep you back, no matter how successful you are. So I think this is just one of the reasons why we wanted to, we don't have all the answers. Um, we just wanted to talk about it. And then also just um, related to our Heavenly Father's, um, how he is a father to us and can be a father if um, you don't see him as a father. So I'm going to start because we asked audiences to, uh, we asked a few questions to audiences. Um, we got some response from some fathers, from from women, from uh, males as well about a few questions that we're going to go over. Um, so we were happy they were brave enough. A few weren't able to, and that's very understandable because it's a touchy subject. Uh, so those that responded were brave. Some we coerced into, into answering the questions. <laughs> but so... Given we ask people these questions, which may be difficult questions, we also have to answer these questions. So I'm going to start. I'll do a quick synopsis of the questions that we have. Um, so the first question is, why do we need our father's approval? Um, I think in mm-hmm. we will get, there's an episode that's coming before this. We talk about just the fact that the father is the authority, the father is the protector. I think um, you always want to be seen as you've done something good. You know, you're doing something good. Um, So I think because of that, you know, we always, even if I believe I've heard it from other people who haven't had a father in their life, they always are looking to someone to say, am I doing good, you know, in what I'm doing? Is it the right way? Even though your mom will show you things, but I think that's one of the things to validate you um, in, a, in a sense, actually. And it's the same thing, the, the relationship. So when I was thinking about this, the relationship 
we have with our fathers or with our mothers, basically our parents, especially our fathers. The relationship we have with our fathers reflects how we see God. It reflects our relationship with God. So mm. if the father wasn't there, because, I mean, some people, and they, may, they may have passed or they weren't, you know, the best fathers. It's, it affects how they see God. They may even think of them as if someone that they, that father was um, never there, they would say, oh, God is never there. He doesn't know I'm here, you know. So it, it, it's important. I, 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 it's a, there was there's a Nigerian proverb, Jerry, and I don't know if you know it. It says um, mothers are gold and a father is a mirror. I don't know if you know it, mm, but I mean, sounds familiar though. Yeah, it's a mirror. It's and that father is a mirror of of yourself and a mirror of God, who God is to you. Mm, so reflection of. Mm. Um, basically, the I, I'll read the questions, but I'm just gonna give a brief. Can I can I, I add something to what you just said? Like, um, yeah, it's yes, it's a mirror of ourselves and and God, but also it's also how you choose your mate as well. Like the relationship I, you exactly. have with your dad, it it reflects like what type of partner you choose like because you it, they say that you choose a partner that's the closest you, you, to your a, father which a is a mirror always marry their fathers exactly so that just came to me like it's we don't want to admit it's it depending on the dynamics though yes de- depending on the dynamics like if you've had a dad where he's um very protective always there like you tend to choose someone who's the same as your father because your father is the one that mirrors what type of man you know you want to be with so I think sometimes if you have a bad relationship with your father you tend to choose those type of partners as well so but it also is reflects if that father wasn't there completely yes. absent they may not have been alive yeah and there's always the need um you look you look at others for as a father figure yes. you're finding someone who will replace what you think yes. would have been uh the relationship with your father yeah yeah. So, yeah. But if we're talking about a father's approval, um, this is for me. Um, so approval, when I think about it, is I want that person to validate me in mm-hmm. a way that I don't, I don't necessarily look for it from other places. So as a as a child growing up, I wanted my father to be there that cheers me on to be that person that you know like that person that put that stamp on your um on your certificate at school mm-hmm. you want your teacher to to look at you like the star of the class you want at home when you come even though your mother is there to tell you all this thing but I don't know if it's just with with um girls but you do want your 
again, it might be because that's the first man or the opposite mm. uh, um, sex that you have, that you look at. Some people, it's their big brother that took that place. But mm-hmm. for me, it was my father. I wanted him to be the one that says, you look beautiful, okay. or to validate that I did good. Or it, it, it makes so much difference when it comes from him. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that is something we're born with or is it just something that we learn. It's a learned thing growing up, but you always, it feels like something is missing when you don't get that from your dad or from <laughs> a male person that you look up to. So actually for me, um, so some of the responses I got, I got from both men and women, mm-hmm. all all the men, so I think I got four or five. The answers we've given is the exact same answer. Mm-hmm. And some, so one of them, their father was, uh, they knew of them later on in life, but they never really had a good relationship. One of them, they never knew the father. Um, one of them, they did, um, and then he passed. So, it's different statuses, mm-hmm. but they all said the exact same thing, including the one who never had, who never even knew the the father. Mm-hmm. It's same same answer. Is that Estella, validation? What do you What do you think about the question? <laughs> yeah, I I I agree with with girls. It's a little bit different, right? Am I on? Yeah. Yeah. With girls, is a little bit different. Um, I think you kind of nailed that with saying girls, for uh, for most girls, our dads are first love. We end up liking the way they smell. We end up, that's it. You know, it's like, that's the first person we tend to fall in love with. And for guys, I think that man in their life or that father figure ends up to be like, okay, am I like this guy? Am am I doing what I need to do as a man? Am I being a man is what they look at, you know, and they they tend to say, okay, yeah, whatever my dad is doing, am I doing that? And am I doing it right? So we're always looking for that approval, but in a way I'm, I, I'm, I try to look back or try to think back and I always just wanted to be close. I never really, yeah, it was one like, oh, you didn't do good in school and you would just say, okay, try next time. And my mom would be like, hey, yeah, like, but my dad would be like, try next time, do better, you know, and more of the karma one in our, our little mm-hmm. family dynamic. But, but I don't know if I always wanted that approval, you know, per se. I, I'm trying to think if I've always wanted it or if I I don't remember ever thinking. You just feel, oh, maybe I you do. just felt like you got it. You already got yeah, it. Too. Yeah, yeah, maybe like I. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't put my finger on a time when I'll be like, oh my god. Yeah, there were times when I start when I'm I was growing up and I I made promises and my dad never forget forgot those promises. Unfortunately, so it was like every time something happened, <laughs> like you made that promise, I have it in the world. You know, you wrote that letter. You know, and it was kind of like maybe when I was not being my best 
I think that was the one time I can think of when I'm like, okay, I have to be better. I have to do better. Especially when it came to school work and you're like, okay, you made that promise to me that you're going to be better. So those were the times. But as far as, you know, how some girls would be like, oh, dad, you know, how do I look? Or I never really did that. But there was just those instances where it's mm-hmm. like, yep, I made a promise and I had to keep it. And I was looking for his approval. Yeah. And but for guys, yeah, definitely it was more, mm-hmm. hey, do I look like a man? Am I being a man? Mm-hmm. Am I being the man that you want me to be? And I think that's the difference with girls and guys. How about Jaren? What do you think? Uh, well, can you guys hear me? Yep. Oh, yeah. My take is a little different. Um, just by the background that I have that I shared with you guys um, on our last, um, in our last meeting. Um, the fact that I was always, um, most of the time, surrounded by women. And, uh, but my early, earliest, earliest memory, which I think I had to be about three, four years of age, and it's pretty amazing that I still have those memories because I guess maybe I kind of held them to, you know, held on to those memories Um, was that my father was to me, I think emotionally and physically, even before he passed, because I was 10 when he, he passed, but I was disconnected from my dad. So when I kind of looked onto my two older brothers and I can remember at an early age, following them and going everywhere with them you know, even as young as I was at that time. And of course, they, <laughs> it was never always the best intention. You know, I remember a particular incident. I will never forget that. It just stayed with me for so many years where they took me over to this man's, and I think it was either a mango or there was a fruit tree. And this man had warned us several times not to come into his compound to have it. <laughs> and... I remember my two oldest brothers getting me into the compound because I was just so small. They made me climb the tree. I, you know, I used to be a monkey myself when I was young. I would climb anything. Um, and so I'm getting this fruit down and throwing it. And they were down on the ground. And the man comes around the corner. And they left you? <laughs> and they left me off on that tree and took off. And... Um, I remember the man saying, well, you're going to have to come down at some point in time. He <laughs> had on this whip, you know, Koboko, and he's like, you're going to come oh down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Each once and for all and go home, let's end this. And I'm like, oh, heck no. I'm staying up on this tree. <laughs> and I remember staying up on that tree until my father came. Because, you know, eventually went home and confessed. Well, we left her up at that place. And until my father came and bailed me out. Um, from that, but you would think that after that experience, I would stop going with them. I mean, next day we were adding. Oh, like it's you know, but you know, when I think about that, that even though they filled that void, even at that young age, my two oldest brothers filled that void that I didn't have. And as an adult now, I still sometimes still, oh, lack of a better word. I'm envious of people who have this close-knit relationship with their father. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not jealous to the point where it's like, oh God, you know, I'll take your father and he becomes my father. But 
you know, it's like to know, you know, like you guys are talking about approval, and you know, you know, would my father be proud of me if he was still alive? Would he be proud of the achievements and the steps that I have taken in life? Would he be proud of, you know, my status as a mother, you know, raising children? Would he be proud of his grandkids and things like that? Those, you know, they, those are lingering thoughts that I do have sometimes. Um, and then when we switch over to our Heavenly Father, knowing that he fills all that void, you know, getting to know God kind of, it complements some of those things that we think that we're missing and lacking because he said, yeah. I will be your father, I will be your parent, I will be anything that you need me to be. And how should I? Yes. Yeah. So that, that gives me some peace, even if, you know, I don't physically have a father. And then, all, you know, all the fathers that have come along and all the uncles and I still have my oldest brothers and things like that. So, yeah. That, that, that is very interesting. And, and again, I think that is a lot of, um, of things that a lot of people still hold on to, even as grown-ups. Mm-hmm. And and it 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 dis I feel like it distorts the the what we think is a it's a good relationship with a father and mm-hmm. then when we define it as my father has never been there for me mm-hmm. at all because some of us grew up with a father at home but not everybody felt like they had a father. Right. Like my father was always there, but did I always feel like my father was there? And this I'm speaking not just specifically for me, but for a lot of people that I've heard or read or yeah. talked to. That, but but what? Why does? How does it change? Or why do we feel that way? Is it because we compare it? to somebody else's relationship with their father or is it just something that we as humans feel like a father should be to us or Mm. is it that our fathers just didn't know how to be a father to this child that they have Mm. what do you think Mm -hmm. well I think um one regardless there's always a comparison doesn't necessarily as Jaren is saying she it's not that oh she's now wants to exchange but you know there's some form of comparison Mm. the other thing is history 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 Mm. you know they tell you that your dad is supposed to do this this be Mm -hmm. this this, or your mother is supposed to be this this is what a mother should be this is Mm -hmm. what a friend should be etc etc so it's there it's kind of ingrained in you so um, and then the other thing is, it, depending on what you believe, we are talking about Heavenly Father. When mm-hmm. you, re- you read about the Bible, whatever your understanding is, mm-hmm. um, what revelation you have, all of those then form your opinion mm-hmm. pretty much. And, and also, like, I think that, like, shows, like TV shows, like, you, as a kid, you you think it's real until you come of age and you know it's not real and you're like how come my dad is not like that and like he's so perfect how come he doesn't do this that I'm seeing on tv so you it's kind of a shock but I think 
later in life, you kind of understand that your father did and gave what he could. Yep. He was a product he, of he, his environment. Yes, exactly. So it's like he couldn't give what he didn't have. Right. He couldn't be a father because speaking of my dad, he never had a dad. So how does someone who never had a father be a father? His father was his uncle. So he did what is partially like what he felt like he needed to do as a father, what he learned from his uncle that was a father, but he never mm-hmm. really had a father. So later on, I was like, you know what? People who are parents give of what they have, what they don't have. They can't give what they don't have. The, mm-hmm. You literally have to learn these things. You literally have to seek out information. You literally have to re-educate yourself mm-hmm. as a parent and what you know your child needs. Because like here you have a child, you're supposed to like provide a place to live, you're supposed to provide food, you're supposed to provide clothing, and then you have to understand your child to give them emotional need, emotional mm-hmm. support. And your child is is just as confused as the parent is. <laughs> it is true. I'm like, yeah. the kids are like, how come my dad's not like this? And the dad is like, how come I'm like I'm not like this? Because they don't have those upbringings. Especially if you're from the islands, you don't have a father that's going to be sensitive and a father. He shows emotions differently than other dads. Michelle, even even the Africans, only a few of them uh, show emotions. (laughs) We we have one emotional dad here, but only a few of them show emotions. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like literally, like all these things mean I love you without saying that I love you. And your kid wants the I love you, but you don't know how to say I love you because nobody's ever said I love you to this man so and how does he i love you can never it does not come out naturally exactly it does... like i my dad <laughs> my dad is like he shows love differently his love is providing mm-hmm. his love is making sure that we had food making sure we had clothing that was his love yeah. but we wanted like he spent most of the time working so that we wouldn't have to go without because he grew up without. So his love was, I'm providing for you. All these things I provide, like, this is my love to you. But he was never, he never said, I love you. Until one day I said to him when I was older, because we always have these conversations, you know, like when he comes home, I'm there, we sit down around the table, like he makes breakfast, we're eating. And we have these conversation about his life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how come, like, you know, and that's the happiest I've seen him when he talks about his life, like where he's traveled, what he's done. Other times he looks so upset, but <laughs> um, <laughs> he talks, He his I love you that he said is me providing. Because mm. I've never had a dad who expressed love. His love is providing a home, providing food, providing oh. safety. That's his love. And I understood because I'm like, how come you don't come here? How come you don't do this? But gradually, as you have those conversations, that you see little changes. And we started going fishing. 
And his love is less talk. Less just, you know, that talking in the morning when he comes in is his love. That's how he expresses himself. But to a little kid, you want to, I love you. I adore you. And, but he doesn't know how to express that way. No, no. You know? Actually, Fumin and I had had this conversation um, last week about the I love you part is um, so there's the I think it also there's it, it's if it's a cultural thing as well. Um, and but at the same time, you have to then bring it back to the individual because um, yes. my my dad wasn't the one to be, I love you. And we didn't really expect him to say, I love you. Cause he didn't need to say, I love you. We knew that he, he loved us. I, I mean, there was one time he actually, we were adults now and he blurted out this, I love you before we got off the phone. And that just threw my brother and I way off. We didn't know what to say, how to respond. <laughs> like, but again, it comes back down to the individual is yeah. it, it, saying it is good, but you yeah. also have to understand the person, right? Yes. That, because there's so many ways of showing love. Yes. Just like you said, his way to him, that's provision. Yes. He's provided for you. And because he never got that. Yes. Um, just what you said, there was a one of the gentlemen um, that responded um, to that question. He said that he never really understood um, why his father was he he was there. He was always present. He provided. He worked hard, blah, blah, blah. He never lacked anything, mm-hmm. but they could never talk. They could never really bond. There was mm-hmm. no bonding. Until mm. later, he found out this guy really didn't grow up with his mom, with his father. He he was uh, it was his uncle that took care of him, mm-hmm. etc. So he didn't really know how to relate. He just tried to, pro- and he didn't have anything most of the time. He couldn't even go to school. So he thought, I'm gonna make sure my children don't mm-hmm. lack anything, and that was his love. So I I, I just sometimes always because nowadays. As you said, we have the TV, the shows, mm-hmm. and if you start using all these things as a yardstick, and you miss other things that are there, mm-hmm. you yes. know, those other good things that are there. So, yeah, I mean, like you're saying, it goes back to history, right? I mean, what did your father receive? How how was love shown in his family? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, my dad was raised by his uncle as well. And, you know, whatever he knew, whatever my uncle was doing, that's mm-hmm. why what he knew. And yeah. so it was, it's not, it's not, I, I, I look at, so, I mean, some dads, you know, I mean, like people are saying you, you can't be ignorant. You know, once you become a dad, you have to kind of see things around you and learn from that or Mm -hmm. take from other people, even if you didn't get that. And I think that's how, you know, like like Michelle saying, you know, it's kind of, you know, how we learn. Right. You know, it's like 
I wouldn't expect a, a man to say, okay, now you father the child. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I don't know how to be a dad because my dad was not around that we can't make that, those excuses mm-hmm. anymore. You know? Right. So for, for our dads, you know, that generation, they might not have seen that love, but you're saying, yeah, they provided in other ways. I mean, my dad is an emotional wreck all the time. So <laughs> unfortunately I can't say, <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, you talk about little things, you know, my dad is like, Oh my God. You know, it's like, very much yeah, he, he's, he's, I, he, I have a confession. He, and you know, confession. my dad, he call his emotions comes out. So I I've always confess. seen that. <laughs> I need to confess. I need to, you know, I just stop. I'm gonna confess. I'm gonna confess. No, no, no. <laughs> Why no, are you gonna confess? No. <laughs> Actually, um, just FYI, I have known, I've known Estella for like forever. I don't, I can't remember the last. I, I can't born. remember. Yeah, and her dad is so emotional. Yes. I'm not saying it's a bad. It's a good thing. It's so emotional, and then I'm coming from this other, you know. Where yeah, Lucia's dad is like opposite cool, of my dad, yeah, but yes, they the were cool, such good friends. He's the you cool know, and one. it's like I see and then, Lucia's dad and I see my dad. He's like, oh, okay, quite yeah, opposite. We will <laughs> visit. We will visit, and Estella's dad will come and try to hug you and try to kiss you, and I'm like, oh, ah, <laughs> <laughs> see, for me, that was like, okay, this is too much. Like that, I don't want that. But then. Uh, there are people who that's that is they're yearning for that they yeah. want that and maybe yeah. it, it was never there right so it's it's but it's a good thing though you know when a man yeah and even table, even though he he didn't have his dad like his his biological father mm-hmm. you know I think you look at well people individually like what emotions do they have. Because even though you can still, okay, uh, he might not know how to raise a kid, but he did it because he did it in a way that he knew. Mm-hmm. He drew from other areas, you mm-hmm. know, and his personality is the way he raises kids. He didn't look at, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And sometimes I think also as parents now, we tend to draw from that, like, well, this is what, you know, you were supposed to do. You can either yell or, you know, spanking or whatever, but. Now I always have to pull myself back and say, well, this is what they knew. I can't yeah. do what they knew. I have to be different. I have to be better or, you know, have a more a different type of emotion. I don't always mm-hmm. say that I love you, but I have girls. I was, I was just thinking of um, my husband and the way he always expressed how he never had that emotion, right? You know, it's like a little bit different of the way we were raised. And I just I admire the way he's raising our girls and how much love he pushes into them. And if it's up to him, most likely these girls will not do anything in this house. I'm telling you, I'm just like, no, we, we can't raise these girls like this. I know you love them and you want them to just have everything that. And I, that's sometimes the way we are, right? We want to have kids to have what we didn't have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can create some sort of an issue because it's like, well, our parents raised us that certain way, but yeah, we didn't have everything from them, either that emotional connection or whatever. But at the same time, we want to make sure that everything is somewhat of a moderation. But yeah, 
that's where I was trying to go with that. So, Darren, I have a question for you because uh, not to put you on the spot, but now you are representing um, other girls um, mm -hmm. that may not have had the opportunity of um, to get a relationship with the father. Some is because they, they passed early on and some because they're just not there. How um, did you how did your relationship with God, your our heavenly father, um, feel, help you to feel that that void? Because there there is a void. We all know there will always there will be a void. Fathers, mothers, there will be a void. Mm -hmm. So how how I would just want you to because also you're a minister. So I just want you to talk about the heart of God and your heart and how those two hearts kind of came together? Hmm, very good question. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's the, he's the void, fee, you know, feeler. Our God is the void feeler. And when we feel, and you know, sometimes in our, when we feel so miserable in, in thinking, oh, how I wish this was going this way, how I wish that was going that way in terms of, you know, having the, the absence of a, of a father, you know, scripture teaches us to just, you know, trust in God and finding my way and thank God for being a believer. I look onto God as number one, you know, he's my creator. And even though a father would help in the process, can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Even though a father might help in the process of, you know, planting the seed, but here I have this heavenly father who actually created the one that helped produce me. So he's this mighty creator that if he is the creator, what more, what much more won't he do for me? Because he helped with the process of creating me and bringing me to this earth. So I have to entrust him, right? So, um, reading the scriptures and learning to trust in the Lord, that he also will be the provider. Well, we've been talking about provision, right? Because we say mm -hmm. a father would provide and they take pride in that. Men do take pride in the fact that they can provide. Um, I know that my husband takes pride in the fact that he can provide for this family. Um, and so I know that, but also God is the provider because without him and without his grace, we won't be able to, you know, take care of our children, even though we're going overboard when Estella talks about her husband and, and not having the kids do stuff. Because I remember at age, as early as age nine, I was cooking for the entire household of women, you know, making meals and doing stuff and, and doing things like that. We were not spared. Nope. Again, our generation, this generation is very different. <laughs> oh, um, different. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell them stories, they kind of look like me, like, Mom, are you making these things up? That's really exactly, <laughs> that's how they look. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. I'm like, mm. stories. <laughs> uh, you, you're lucky. You're lucky you're in this generation. Just, just hold All on right. to that. And then I think about God being an instructor. Mm. Because we look onto our fathers to instruct us in the way to go, right? That's mm -hmm. what we look for direction from them. Yeah. And God is saying, I am instructing you, you know, with my principles. I'm giving you my guidelines. This is the guidelines mm -hmm. for life. You know, this will take you through life's journey. The hard times, the middle, 
And, you know, high valleys and low valleys. I will take you through this. I am the instructor, you know, when you think about that. Because even your parents have to seek God's direction when they're guiding you. But here is God saying, look, you're you're getting this directly from me. I am instructing you and you can trust me, right? Um, And I see him as the protector because men like to protect, you know, Mm -hmm. what is there, their household, their children. Uh, Just last week, Iman got into it with the bus driver um, because (laughs) because apparently this bus driver has been making pit stops on the highway. Oh, and threatening the kids in the bus, not particularly my children, but threatening the kids in the bus that he was going to call the cops because, you know, we know that kids can be bad and misbehave. But this Russian guy, you know, again, from a different culture, different expectations, you know, driving American kids and trying to, (laughs) you know, trying to enforce his culture. And, you know, you have to be respectful and this and follow my guidelines Uh and stuff. And my husband had a little attacks with him saying look you cannot be threatening these kids about calling the cops on them because mm-hmm. these are young kids we're talking about you know elementary school up to middle school and you are you know and so he's getting into it with the bus driver and I'm like hmm and the kids come home and the kids are like you are the best father in the whole oh, world <laughs> and I'm like mm-hmm. yeah because because they felt protected even the kids mm-hmm on the bus we're applauding thank you sir thank you sir (laughs) and i said oh and you know the kids were so proud of him i'm like well here is the the protector uh part of him coming out because he had to you know and not all of them were his kids but he felt the need to speak up for them Mm -hmm. so but here's our heavenly protector again who has protected me through the journeys of life you know um so, you know, just having that relationship that I crave from a, a physical or earthly father, here's my heavenly father being able to impact all this on me. You know, what else? What more can I ask for? But I am glad that he gave me a partner whom I see the eyes of what a father should be through him. So I might not have grown up with a father. But here is my husband demonstrating that, oh, maybe this is, oh, this, oh, I missed all the parts in my life, but my kids are fortunate to have that. And so I see that father in him. I see that those qualities and it's like, oh, okay, well, I can tap into some of this. He can be mm. that father figure that I need mm-hmm. right now, you know, other than being a Well partner. done, husband. Well done, well done, husband. <laughs> Kudos right there. <laughs> so with that in mind, I do have one, um, probably a last question, maybe not, but close to a last question so we can round it up, ladies. This has been beautiful. And I want to talk um, to, I want you guys to talk to mothers um, because one thing, and I had to be checked too for that. So I am, I, I am not, pleading the faith on that but at at one time my husband told me like allow me to be a father um and I had to step back and think and you know do my checks and balances of okay am I trying to be Mm. what I am not Mm. because 
And I believe that is one thing that our culture right here is suffering with. Because mm-hmm. we try to be, we, we, suppo- we, want, we know how the husbands are supposed to talk, how they're supposed to react, how they're supposed to um, think about things ahead. We know everything that they're supposed to do and we do not even give them the chance to do it. How do you navigate that? How do you allow them to be the father that they should be? Hmm. For the type A personalities here, we all don't speak at once. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really, I mean, that's a really good question. I think, you know, for me, um, I kind of was the late bloomer of having kids in this circle of village that I'm in. So I have kind of seen the way you know people around me good friends my sister friends would you know be and I have seen an example of that and I always learn from experiences around me and so I did experience a friend of mine where the husband or you know fiance or boyfriend at that time would say would not have the chance to be a father because she wanted basically to wear all the hearts. And I think the thing with us is that as women, we've always, we have the nature of being the nurturers and the caretakers. and, And so we tend to forget that you're not alone, right? Sometimes we tend to just forget that whole, oh, well, I didn't put this baby in me. We did this together. Like, no, let's let's see how we can make this work. And some women just, at that time, I could tell, they just didn't know how to say, hey, can you do this? Or it could be that they just didn't, the, either the man didn't take the initiative and they didn't say, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. Or they just didn't tell them. Because sometimes men are like, just tell me what to do. I'll do it. You know, some of them are like that. Just tell me what to do. Oh, you want that tennis bracelet? That's what you want? Okay, I'll get it for you. Like, just tell them what to do. Some men just want that. And, and with, with that particular person, they just didn't, they didn't give them the chance. And so it was always they were doing everything. They were taking care of the kids. They were running and buying the clothes and and, it and gets of course, tiring. If, it gets and, tiring. yeah, but if you are doing it, some men will be like, oh, okay, I don't have to do it. And, you know, you're not giving them that chance. So, so I think they probably said the same thing. Can, can I do it? Can I do something? Um, or they learned from a friend that would say, hey, dude, can you take your kids sometime to the park or whatever, you know, just so that you're involved. But I think from those examples, what I did um, starting my relationship and starting my raising my kids, I always allowed my husband to do things. Like I would say, okay, can you go change diaper? The first time <laughs> was, you know, was a little bit like, what? Okay, great. And so, you know, it wasn't like, he, he was scared because of because it was a brand new baby. He was like, okay, you want me to do this? Sure. But I 
wanted us to do it together i wanted us to experience it together yeah so it it has to come to trust that's true you have to come to that part where you're like oh yeah he can do it i remember the very first time i left my husband home with the baby and i wasn't too nervous but i at the back of my mind i'm like did he feed did he put change the diaper he fed didn't change the diaper but it was okay because that you know you yeah. have to make you have to just give them a chance right yeah. you have to just give them a chance and sometimes we just don't think that men can do certain things and sometimes they can be better nurturer than some women you know yeah. and you know if you don't give them the chance to experience it and to find out then you'll never know but yeah it's I oh I so I learned from those experiences where I'm like okay no I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna do that <laughs> you know and Michelle what thing. do you think what how how do you allow um do you allow your uh, um your partner to be the father or to um, well it's funny um so I'm actually listening to this and I remember like you you just have to give them a chance they're not gonna do it the way you do it they're not gonna do it perfect. But the point is to let them do it. It's just like, mm-hmm. here, the, here's all what you need. Bye. I'm gone. Have a good time. You need to figure it out because <laughs> I'm tired of doing everything. <laughs> but that that's literally what you have to do because yeah. they look at you like, you do everything. You cook, you clean, you do it. It's like, I'm a person too. I need time for myself. Here you go. Just <laughs> they need to survive like <laughs> i'm gone but they the kids need to survive like i need to come back and they're still alive like you have everything you need just make sure they're alive you know as long as they're alive exactly they're alive. You, you may not do everything perfect but yeah. they just need to be alive when they get back so it's yeah. just like that but i think that, that exactly that can you be just, a problem as females we tend to want everything to be so perfect and so yeah, yeah but our then you're way stressed you know out. you're so stressed mm-hmm. out you're so tired because mm-hmm. you're doing everything and, and then you start like, acting up some other exactly time. Exactly. So it's like, and you okay. get annoyed, and nobody knows why you're annoyed. Exactly. So, and then the kids are like, "Mommy, mommy, mommy!" You're like, I'm not the only person here. Like, like there, there's your father. Like, go to him. Go ask. Go. Like, I'm not here. You don't see me. Like, like literally, what you have to do. But it's yeah. natural the kids just gravitate to mom because that bond you have. But the thing is, dad needs that bond as well so you literally have to remove yourself from that space and say here are the kids I'm going for a walk or I'm going out with my friends you deal with it how you want to deal with it and that's that like and we have to and we have to realize and we have to make ourselves okay with what they do exactly and in However, a way it that comes you out. don't bash them right in front of the kids uh, hello, exactly. hello 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 i'm just gonna come to the rescue of some fathers <laughs> <laughs> like i have so many patients where uh the father does literally everything the, oh, lady, wow. the, the mom just stands there and some moms you know they're still nervous some moms they're they, they're like yeah sure go ahead and the dad is uh, i had a, a father a patient he knew 
to the ounce how much the baby has had for the day. Wow, he, so he, he takes care of that. He child. literally <laughs> takes care. But That's he, true. In fact, he's enjoying it so much. Yeah. He won't even allow the woman to do. Oh wow! Like, you, Let me. I'm sure. I'm sure he was like, "Oh, what's the kid's birthday? Um, honey, what's the kid's birthday?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you know we have very, very willing, very able uh, fathers out there Definitely. as well. We're oh, not yeah. saying the men can't do it. No, you know, we're not saying that. No, no, but no, I think we just that, need though. to. No. They're not going to do it the same as us. So just let them do it how they do it, and yeah. just be okay with it. Yeah, I think so, that's the point. They can do it. It's just us being okay with it and letting yes. them be the person they are supposed to be and i and i think that exactly. is how a lot of mothers have a problem with that mm-hmm. in yeah. point that the men start feeling not uh, um enough or not being able to be the people that they're supposed to be and they start losing mm-hmm. that that grip on okay what am i what am i here or yeah how am i supposed yeah. to act in as much as they're trying to keep the 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 bond in their families mm. the love and everything yeah. in their families but then they start losing their places of where they fit in so that is one thing i want us probably as mothers maybe to keep in mind that we have in as much as we have all these things that the fathers may not get right the first time again we're all learning how mm-hmm. to bring the kids up because none of them came with the manual as mothers we're learning every day as yeah as, fathers they're learning they're growing and learning at the same time we all and we all in this growing learning thing together yeah all right and one i want to put in a plug i want to put in a plug for like the 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 single moms you know the one yeah. who have thank you the baby the baby daddies or whatever they call them these days mm-hmm. but at the same time i want i want women who are not with their kids father to give those fathers a chance yeah because yeah it's it's it can be where yeah you want to say oh well i'm a single mom i'm a no you didn't make this child by yourself and if the if there is a man or the men are out there they're trying their best to take care of their children you know to take care of the children my kids are calling me so it's it's 4 30 to take care of the children and and you're not giving those people a A chance chance. then you can't say oh my baby daddy doesn't doesn't you know my baby daddy doesn't do you know Mm -hmm. doesn't help but you're not giving them a chance because maybe one you're bitter you're sad you you know there's those things but then at the same time you have to look at it's not about you individually once you bring a child into this world you have to make sure everyone who is involved with this child gets a part with their life like be a part of their life and and you know just so whoever's listening out there especially those single moms who might not be giving the men a chance there are so Mm -hmm. many men who would love to be the part of their child's life and the moms are not giving them a chance and if you're if you're a single dad out there give that mom a chance too you Mm -hmm. know you you can't do it all by yourself so whoever will be listening as long as the other partners like not abusive and all that kind of stuff, give them a chance to to get to know their child. Give them a chance for their, their child to get to know them. Like I don't know if you guys saw it. It's like 
like the mom kind of like packs the kid up in the car and she gets to the house and she rings the doorbell and the kid is like right there with his luggage and everything. And all you see is the car just drives off. And I'm like, whoa, like really? Like that is <laughs> it's like, I'm out. Like this, this towel is all yours. Yeah, she is tired, exhausted, but it's like, we don't need to go to that, like reach to that level of exhaustion to like say, okay, you know what? I really need help. I need time for myself. You need to take the kids. You like, if you live with that person, it's like, you need to take the kids. I'm, I'm gone for the day or whatever it is. If you're a single parent, you just say, okay, you can just take the kids on the weekends, like do bring them to their activities, whatever. It's a partnership, like whether you're together or not, this child needs both parents. So it's like, give each parent a chance to be a parent. Exactly. And can I also touch on a a a quick dynamic with stepmom, you know, when you have um, a mixed family, because I, you know, I have a friend who who's in a unique uh, situation with uh, having a, um, a stepmom and she's no longer with the father of the child and and Jaren, I just I just want to say to you, um, as you are saying that when you're done, and because we're gonna wrap up, would like you to just pray, pray for our fathers and pray pray for the mothers, but pray for the fathers. We're celebrating Father's Day. Pray for those who have not had the opportunity to to know their father, or and also for those who have a father, but they are well they, they they were not in a good relationship they might have been abusive etc so. okay all right uh yes you know you know she's um, in a dynamic situation with where stepmom is is overstepping boundaries you know and again when we talk about giving the father a chance but she just feels like every time her child goes over there the stepmom is you know just trying to kind of take over saying you have to call me mom you can't call me step mom or bonus mom i am mom Mm -hmm. um well you (laughs) birth mom is still alive very much Mm -hmm. in control 75 percent custody of this child you can't afford and so this is where you know we're praying that the the man will step up Mm -hmm. and you know intervene like okay you know we have a fair chance here we're lucky that we're getting this kid to come, you know, at our own time, we have partial custody of this kid, mm-hmm. you know, and and try. But the, the 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 man in this situation is really not trying to help. So I can, you know, I'm not siding with my friend, but I understand that uniqueness because the dynamics it makes it very difficult for her mm-hmm. to want to give him a chance because he seems to be failing in every aspect of you're not stepping in and supporting me as the mm-hmm. mother of this child. You know, in regardless of what our current relationship is, mm-hmm. it's about him. And he needs to be validated. He needs to understand that it, it's not a power struggle. We're all here to take mm-hmm. care of him. But let everybody know the path that they play. Like Estella mm-hmm. said, you know, everybody, but, you know, the fathers too, you know, sometimes, you know, we're going to pray for them because um, sometimes they just need to step up. Yeah. And not and not disregard 
the mother of their children just because now they have a current wife yeah. who is saying, well, my way or the highway, this kid has to abide by this rule. You have to be the father and say, okay, you know what? We're going to respect the mother of my child. We're right. going to a place where everybody knows they're not overcrossing yeah. or overstepping uh-huh. their boundaries so that we all can live in peace and raise this child the way this child should, you know, be brought up. Um, so, you know, there's that dynamic as well. And the last thing I'll say quickly before that has helped is also showcasing the men. There's a, there's a habit of something that I do when, um, because, you know, men, sometimes they're busy. In my own case, I know that my husband is busy. And so when I purchase an item for the kids, be it, you know, gifts for them and stuff like that, I always showcase the man as this item is coming from mom and dad. Yeah. It is never always okay for you to say, oh, thanks, mom, for those shoes. Or thanks. They know automatically as soon as we get home from a shopping, they go straight to dad and say, hey, dad, thanks for the stuff you got us. And they're, you know, showing appreciation. Because you can't just leave them in the, you know, in the background and be the one, you know, taking all the credit all the time, especially when this money is coming from the same part, you know? So... I also want to put that out there, that it's something that is appreciated by my husband, that I showcase him in every situation, and they know that it's a joint effort. And the kids are learning that, too, that, oh, it is a true partnership, because yeah, it's not one person that's manning the home. Yeah. It's a partnership that's working. And dad says, no, mom says no, too, which is sometimes yeah. hard, but mom says no, too. Having one voice. <laughs> Yeah, one voice. Oh, oh yeah, they need to they know, know, know how to play. They, they know how to play to one against that the because other. They know. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I always used to use the go ask your dad, but but he said to ask you. Okay, go ask him again. <laughs> Papa, can I go ask your mom? But mommy said <laughs> yes. You should know that when me mommy says no, no, then yeah. it's no. Or when daddy says no, then it's no. It's mm-hmm. it's never oh, but mommy said yes, and you yeah. said no. Who should I listen to? It's always one yeah, voice. You know, yeah. Yeah. that's it. Very important. Okay, well, that's a great discussion. Uh, since it's a special month, um, we're going to pray for our fathers. We'll pray for those fathers uh, who either have a... We're going to pray that God provides a mentor for the men who do not have fathers in their life because everybody needs uh, mentorship, regardless of uh, what gender we are. But most especially, I think, um, you know, for the men in our lives, God will provide mentors for them, will provide people who will give them guidance, and that the word of God will be true in their life. So let us pray. Oh, hi, Heavenly Father. We, we just thank you. We thank you for the special men that you have placed in our life. Be it fathers, be it brothers, be it husbands, you know, be it cousins, nephews. Father Lord, we just want to bring um, all the men in our life those who are around us in our network, Father Lord, in our families. We want to bring them, Lord Almighty, to your throne of grace and mercy. As a special day, you know, commemorating our Father's Day is coming up next week, Lord. We want to table them, Lord, at your feet and say, Lord, have your way in their life, O Lord. Father, continue to guide them. Take them by the hands, O Lord. Direct them in which way to go, Father Lord. Father, we want to remember those, Lord Almighty, who do not have fathers, who did not grow up with a father figure, Father Lord, those who are struggling, Father Lord, 
to know which way to go. We are asking, Father Lord, that you are our Heavenly Father. You said, I will be the fathers, Lord, to the fatherless, O Lord. Father, be their Heavenly Father. Hold them, O Lord. Surround them with your peace. Give them your knowledge, your understanding, Father Lord. Let them find peace in you, Father Lord. Those who are struggling, Father Lord, with some form of addiction, wherever they are right now, Lord. We are asking, Lord, that you stretch out your hand of peace unto them, O Lord. Father Lord, you draw those who are lost, hallelujah, Father Lord, who are lost, Father Lord, and who are craving and yearning, Lord Almighty, for direction. Almighty Father Lord, draw them unto you, O Lord. Show them a sense of direction, Father Lord. Bring them home to you, Lord. Console those who are heavy burdened, Father Lord. Those who do not even know where the next meal is going to come from, Father Lord. Those are men who are homeless, hallelujah, who are poverty ridden, Father Lord, who are in homes with addiction, hallelujah, Father Lord. God, we are asking you, Lord, to give them direction right now, O Lord. And for our husbands and our fathers who are home, hallelujah. We ask, Lord, that you continue to give them the strength, give them the ability, Lord. Lord, just fortify them, Lord Almighty, for the years ahead. Lord, those who are raising children, hallelujah. The Father, Lord, that you will teach them in the way to raise their own young men in every household. Father, Lord, we ask for your understanding, O Lord. We ask for your knowledge, your wisdom. Impact, Lord Almighty, your knowledge and wisdom upon them, O Lord. And Father Lord, we come against Father Lord on timely death. Hallelujah. For any family members that are male that we know, hallelujah. Whatever trap that the enemy is setting for those, hallelujah, who have gone off course, Father Lord, we bring them back, Lord Almighty. In your arms, we say, Father Lord, direct them. We come against on timely death, hallelujah. Even for our fathers, Lord Almighty, our young men, black men who are imprisoned right now, Father Lord God. For going the wrong route, hallelujah, even maybe accused, Lord Almighty, wrongfully, Father Lord. We ask, Lord Almighty, that your hand of judgment, hallelujah, that, Lord, you show them mercy, Lord. Where mercy has been taken away, Father Lord, show them mercy, Father Lord God. We bring every man under your umbrella of grace today, O Lord. We say, long life would you give them, hallelujah, knowledge, peace, understanding, Father Lord. Your peace that passes all understanding, Lord, will continue to dwell with them. Every house, Lord Almighty, let them continue to be the provider, Lord. As you provide for them, Lord, they provide for their family, Lord. As you, Father Lord, elevate them, Lord, they will elevate their family, Father Lord God. We thank you, Father Lord, for your provision, for your protection, Lord, because you are the God that protects us. You are the God that provides, Lord. You are the El Shaddai, hallelujah. And we thank you for what you are doing in their lives, hallelujah. We thank you for where you're taking them, O oh Lord. Mm-hmm. Guide them, Lord Almighty, in their goings and in their comings, O oh Father Lord. We thank you, Lord. Let your peace continue to abide with them. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we thank you, Father Lord, for the special women, hallelujah, that you have praised. We continue to pray, Lord Almighty, for the works of their hands, O oh Lord. For Lucia and Fumi, hallelujah, giving us this outlet, hallelujah. We say we thank you, Lord. Bless the works of their hands, hallelujah. And their respectful husbands, too, hallelujah. We say we thank you for their lives, hallelujah. We bring them to your throne of grace and mercy. We say, Lord, let harmony, let peace and joy continue to reign in their homes, hallelujah. 
And we thank you for the women also, Lord Almighty, who came in today, Lord. We thank you for Estella, hallelujah. And we thank you for our special lady too, Lord Almighty, who joined us, oh Lord. We say we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Bless our week as we go on, oh Lord Almighty. Bless our weeks, hallelujah, Lord Almighty. Give us, Lord Almighty. Let us be a light, Lord Almighty, for you. Let others see the glory of God in us, oh Lord. Yes, May your name alone be praised in everything that we do. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you very much. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Michelle. We know thanks for your time. Thanks. Thank you for your time. I know. My other Zoom there waiting. Waiting. Never miss their time. Well, thank you so much. It was a nice time. Thank you very much, ladies. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. You're welcome. Thank you, Lucia. Bye. Reminder, you have what it takes, you just have to say it. Be a student. Only you can do what you're created to do. Visit our website www.sistersletstalk.com That is www.sistasletstalk.com Ask a question, leave a comment, or let us know how you're holding up. Subscribe to Sisters Let's Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. We want you to be the first to know when another episode is ready. One tiny favor, sis. Let's invite all the sisters to the lounge.